Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a emergency pod of sorts of Breakdown Breakdown. It's just me and Hunter tonight. Uh, we're just going to talk about the Funders' uh, finalized roster for the regular season now that they've uh, completed their cuts by cutting Frank Jackson tonight. Uh, first off, Hunter, I just want to get your overall thoughts on uh, Frank Jackson getting waived. Well, I guess we can all say it's sort of a surprise to most of us. Uh, we all, you know, Frank Jackson has been playing pretty, like, lights out in the preseason. A spark off the bench whenever the uh, second unit's out there. And uh, we all we all thought he was going to be, like, the uh, the backup point guard mostly for the year. But, uh, you know, the emergence of Teoth Maladon and we have Ty Jerome as well and uh, George Hill, SGA, sort of a crowded backcourt. So Frank Jackson was the only one with a non-guaranteed contract. So getting rid of him was fairly easy uh, salary-wise. But uh, talent-wise, we all kind of – as Thunder fans feel kind of sad to see Frank go, even though it was only like a short period of time we saw him play matched on the court, but he looked really solid, looked like a steal as a signing. But, uh, you know, that's just how the tank's going to work. We're just going to go through the motions of seeing some guys that we don't want to see go, have to leave. And uh, I just the front office didn't see a long-term plan with Frank Jackson, apparently. And uh, they want to get more minutes to, like, you know, young guards like Teo probably. And uh, it sucks to see him go, but, you know, from a, you know, a tanking sense and, like, a future sense, I guess it does make sense in a way. Yeah, I was surprised they let him go. He had a really good preseason. He shot the ball really well. Another thing about Jackson is he's still pretty young. I think he's only around 22 years old. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm just surprised they let him go, especially considering that there were reports that uh, Presti was surprised that he was available uh, during free agency. But, yeah, like you said, I'm surprised they let him go. Um, he was he played really well in preseason. I think most of us expected him to be like the ninth, tenth guy off the bench. But uh yeah, like you said, I guess Teo and Ty Jerome and George Hill and Shea is like a crowded enough uh backcourt already as is. It's pretty crazy though. He averaged twelve point three points, an assist and two rebounds in just twenty minutes for per game during the three preseason games. So he put up some really solid numbers and I'm pretty sure he's going to get snagged up quickly by whoever. Yep, I think the deciding factor in this is probably, like you mentioned, him having a non-guaranteed first year in his two-year contract. Um, So, yeah, that probably played a huge factor into uh, releasing him. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a cheaper option than, you know, waving Darius Miller or uh, stretching Ariza. And uh, I guess they – you know, uh, Kendrick Williams does have a guaranteed contract, so I guess it does make kind of sense why they would uh, get rid of Frank first before they get rid of Williams. Definitely. Um, so the Thunder finalized the roster today. We know the 15 guys plus the two two-way guys and Moses Brown and Josh Hall. Uh, what are your other thoughts on the roster, Henry? Any surprises uh, with the people on it? Uh, well, you know, a lot of us before the C- uh, <clears throat> finalization of the rosters, we all thought we'd see Roby and the Williams go. But they're actually the one of the you know the two that actually remained, and you know I could say like a fair number of us are surprised at that. But it is a tanking culture now, and you got to get players that are also going to help you lose, and players that you want to develop and see what they can turn into. As we know, the front office pretty high on Roby when they made that trade for him last season for Justin Patton and uh, Kendrick Williams. He they always they thought of him as the best of the bunch from the uh, Adams trade with uh, Cheatham. You know, those might be the top surprises, and seeing Schofield, Leaf, and uh, Jackson go were probably also some top surprises there. We all probably thought they would stay as well. But uh, other than that, it's it's 
panned out how we thought it would. And, uh, yeah, the, this finalization of the roster had a few surprises in there, but overall it's sort of what we expected in a way. Yeah. Um, so the season kicks off Wednesday, and uh, we're recording this now because uh, covering different Jackson news on Wednesday night when the season opens up is kind of outdated. So we just decided to do this quick pod right now, right here. But uh, yeah. one of the things Coach Daynaw mentioned uh, yesterday during uh, post-practice was the fact that he's going to keep his roster versatile and he's going to be open to rotations. He's going to experiment a bit. Um, so do you expect Daynaw to like play a ton of guys early on in the season just to see who works with who? And uh, as, see, as the season progresses, can you see the rotation being shortened as more and more guys start to like figure out the role especially with for the funders case where the results of the game really don't matter. And it's more about like the development of players. Yeah, that's exactly, what I'm, uh, you know, we, we all should be predicting that, uh, you know, what uh, Rockets pressers, Steven Silas was talking about how they were going to go 10 deep in a rotation. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Dagnote was going like, you know, 15 to 17 with all of our, uh, the whole 15. And well, I mean, minus a reason he's going to be out and probably Darius Miller with his injury still healing. But uh, we're going to be seeing probably a, uh, 13-man deep rotation, see our two-way players play out their max uh, games they can play. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier on the last pod, actually. We were talking about uh, complications of possibly sending players down to the blue uh, due to, like, the whole NBA G League bubble. So I can definitely see us, you know, using out their contract uh, playing time in the, in, the, in the league fairly early. And uh, we're going to see a lot of minutes from everybody, a lot of positionless basketball, too. So we're just going to see how everything works, how everything ticks. And sort of as we get closer towards the all-star break in the second half of the season, we'll, we'll see our, what our true rotation minutes are going to look like and just see how everybody pans out. Yeah, definitely. I want to see how Daynaud, like, is, handles starting lineups. Is it going to be like Billy since he, where he starts with, a, with an original five and sticks over them all the way throughout? Or is he going to be the type of coach to, like, experiment here and there, start this guy here in this game, start this guy in another game, you know, make adjustments and stuff like that? Something we didn't really see Billy do during his time here. Same with uh, Scott Brooks, actually. Yeah, but with, you know, Billy and Scott Brooks, they had a competitive team and they were looking at the end game. This time around, we're in the well, you know, we're in the different kind of end game here. We're looking towards the uh, development of players like you were talking about earlier. So I can see Dignall being more experimental, just, you know, you know, we were talking on the last pod, like I just mentioned earlier, positionless basketball. We're going to see how different people work in different positions. We're going to be seeing, you know, a seven footer in Poku probably playing some minutes at the three, possibly, you know, and uh, maybe I, I think Dignall was talking about possibly like, you know, four guard rotations or three guard rotations, so it's just going to be it's going to be a wacky season. So be prepared for anything. Basically, I don't expect us to be conservative at all in our rotations, and uh, I just expect uh, some of the some weird rotations out there every now and then. Yep, and I think that wraps it up with this pod. Um, the season kicks off Wednesday night. Um, me, Hunter, and Tony will record Wednesday night, release Thursday morning. Uh, until then, see you guys and have a good day.